Hey everyone, welcome to the Austin Reynolds Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Austin Reynolds, and today we will be talking about all four of the NCAA men's basketball first four in games and the two of last night's NCAA women's first four games. But without further ado, let's hop in prayer. We're going to get into it. Excuse me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another beautiful day. Thank you for this great Thursday. Thank you for the ability to do what I love to do. And thank you for basketball time, Lord. I thank you for all that you do for every single one of us, Lord. And we thank you for everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, we're going to start off with NCAA women. As there was two games. Last night, and there will be two more today. And as I said on my Facebook post, I'll be talking about those two in, in, in tomorrow's podcast. And the f- first game was the was the Green Bros region for the first four. And it was the winner played South Carolina. And it was Howard versus in. They were word, word versus Howard. This was a very competitive, very close game, but Howard ended up taking the game 55 to 51. Um, for word, Tina Gardner had a great game, shooting 16 points and 50% and perfect from the free throw line. And for Howard, Brooklyn, Fort Davis dropped 15 points. And shot 6 out of 17. And shot 50% from the free throw line. Um, really, both of them shooting percentage was low. They was both below 35%, 3.0%. I mean, really. That didn't play a big part to me. But played a big part to me was the fact that Howard got to the line so much. Even though they only made one more free throw, they got to the line a whole lot more than them. And they out-rebounded him by 20 and turnovers was them thirteen turnovers was big for them. Even though Howard did get ten, um, I think the turnovers and the get to the free throw line as much and being not rebounded by twenty is what gave Howard the win to advance to the tournament. Again, in the Greens and another Greensboro region for the eleventh seed to point to play Georgia, it was Dayton versus DePaul. Now this game ain't much to talk about. Dayton flat out destroyed DePaul, eighty-eight to fifty-seven. I mean, for for DePaul and Issa Morrow, she did drop twenty-eight points, shot nine out of twenty-five, and for Dayton, Aaron Wallen had twenty-eight points, shot ten out of seventeen. But I mean, if you just look at it, if you just look at what was going on, Dayton not shot them forty-four percent and twenty-seven percent from a three-point range. They made thirteen frees, three-pointers compared to Dayton's five. Um. And rebounding, it was easy. But this game came to shooting percentage. I mean, it really did. I mean, they got up by as much as 33 in this game. DePaul had early, early in the game. And, I mean, it really wasn't even a close game at all. They took this game for the run. And, like I said, they did advance to the playoffs. And then 
be had not for not for tomorrow's games. I mean Tommy tonight's games. And like I said, I will talk about these. It's Mount St. Mary's versus Longwood for the sixteenth seed in the Bridgeport region. And y'all know I got Longwood winning that game. And then for the eleventh seed in the Spokane region, it's Florida State versus Missouri State, and I got Missouri State winning that game. But now we're gonna hop into the NCAA men's and what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down the four games that was played Tuesday night and last night, and I'm gonna break down my predictions on the top 16 games. I've already predicted who I think is gonna win, but I'm just gonna go ahead and break down why I think why and everything like that. All right, well, yesterday, oh, yeah, and how I'm doing this is I'm keeping my record with every game that happens. So, right now, with the women's, I'm 2 0, proud of myself, and I do count first four as tournament games because technically they are because it's a win and go home game. So, and I will, after every round, I will talk about my record. And we'll go. And I'll do that every year. And eventually, maybe one day I'll be able to have a show where I'll be able to do it like all, all the time, like that, where I can where I can pay it against people. But yes, I'm definitely gonna do that. So with the women's, I am two and zero. But now we're gonna hop into the men's. All right, Tuesday was Texas Southern versus Texas A and M C C. Corporate Christie, um, with Texas Southern winning seventy six to sixty seven. And it was for the 16th seed. Hang on one second, guys. I can't remember which team they was playing. I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. Hang on one second, guys. I apologize. I cannot remember. Kansas. The winner plays Kansas. And Texas Southern did advance to the tournament to play Kansas. And um, and for Texas Southern, Bryson Eaton had 21 points, shooting 5 out of 9 from the field and 9 out of 9 from free throw range. And Travion Tennyson had 18 points, shooting 7 out of 13 from the field. Now, this was a great game. Honestly, a really great game. Both of them shot percentage close with it, close it good with Texas Southern shooting forty one and and A and M shooting thirty seven in three point range. It was almost identical thirty eight to thirty, but that was in favor of A and M. And free throws is what did this game. I'm sorry, I said in the second half, Texas Southern's free throw percentage went skyrocket. I mean, A and M shot nine nineteen the whole game for forty seven percent, while Texas Southern shot twenty six out of thirty five to seventy six percent. At 74%, sorry. And turnovers was bad. I mean, they reached. If you look on paper, the play would win a winner's game for certain stuff. But the fact that they had that many free throws, and that's what gave them that game. Um, then we hop into the, it was a battle for the 12th seed in the East region. And it was between Indiana and Wyoming. And the winner will play, play St. Mary's. And Indiana ended up winning this game 66-58. to 58. And it was a pretty good game for Wyoming. Hunter Malinato, he shot 20. He, shot, he had 21 points, shooting 50% from the field. And Trace Jackson Davis had 29 points, shooting 10 out of 16 from the field. That's the biggest impact players in the game. 
Now, this game was really, really even. I mean, field goal percentage, they both was above 40, 41, 43 to 41, Wyoming. Three-point percentage, Wyoming, it's kind of helped them because they did shoot 6 out of 19 at 31% compared to Indiana's 2 out of 13 at 15%. Free throws, they both made 12. Rebound Indiana, which was, I feel like it was one of the fetishes they did. I rebound them 39 to 30. And on offensive boards, they rebounded them 15 to 7. And turnovers is what kicked Wyoming in this game. They had 19 total turnovers compared to 8 for Wyoming from uh, from Indiana. So turnovers definitely and rebounds is what cost Wyoming this game and gave Indiana the win to advance. And then we was a 16th seed in, in the South region. As their winner was going to play Arizona. This game was competitive to the very end. The right state was able to push away to win the game 93 to 82. And the impact players for Bryant, Peter Chris dropped the leader in the NCAA score, dropped 28 points, shooting 11 out of 25. And then for right state, Tanner Holderson dropped 37 points, shooting 11 out of 15, 14 out of 16 from the free throw range. And coming off this game, it was even. Wright State did outshoot them 47 to 43, and three pointers did play kind of a factor consistent. They made nine compared to their four, and free throw percentage was a big factor. Bryant was only 16 out of 23 compared to Wright State being 26 out of 32. That's 81 percent to 69 percent. I mean, they made 10 more free, they made three more three throws, and then they attempted. And Wright State did out rebound them 44 to 13. I mean, 44 to 34. And turnovers, right? Had more than them. They had 16 and still won this game compared to 13 from Bryant. But the fact that they got to the line as much as they did is really what gave them this win. Like I said, it was a great overall game. But then we come to the biggie. The 11th seed game in the West region. As the winner would go to play Alabama. This was a bomb burner. This was a classic. This was a great game. As they went to double overtime. As Notre Dame won this game by... 89 to 87. Going into the last seconds of the game. Can't remember the guy's name for nothing for, for nothing for me right now. But he had drove in and missed a shot. And then Paul Atkinson got the rebound and scored the shot. As he had 26 points, shot 13 out of 15. And then Caleb McDonald had a season high for Rutgers. Scored 23 points, shot 10 out of 12. This was a great game. It was just Notre Dame hung in there. Team stats really don't describe anything. They both shot right at 50% from the field. Both of them shot. Rutgers did outshoot them 40%, 31% in three-point range. Notre Dame did get more free throws than they shot 9 out of 16 compared to 4 out of 6 from Rutgers. Rutgers did out-rebound them. They had more assists than them. But total turnovers is really what killed them. It kept Notre Dame in this game as they had 13 compared to Notre Dame's 5. But nobody had a big lead the whole game. Rutgers' biggest lead was 8 as Notre Dame's was 5. This was a really great, close, competitive game. And, I mean, it was really great. I mean, I enjoyed it. I watched it last night. Got off work last night and watched the end of it. Then I did go back through and watch the rest of it when I got home. But that was a great game. And that's who advanced. And, sadly, I went 2-2. Two and two. As y'all know, I picked Texas Southern, Wyoming, Brian, and Notre Dame to win. 
And I'm going to text it soon another day. So I have started off my men's bracket two and two. But as the, like I said, I didn't pick none of these guys that win the first four to win their first round of 64. Their first round games are getting around 64. So none of them I had picking winning. Because I didn't think no matter who advanced was going to win. Alright, so. We're going to break down the round of 64. Give me one second, guys. Alright, so what we're going to do is, for the round of 64, we're going to start in the West region as number one seed Gonzaga will be playing Georgia State. And I got Gonzaga winning this game handily. I mean, they just... I mean, these teams, did, I mean, they averaged 87 points per game compared to Georgia State 70. Georgia State hadn't even had a ranked game this year. Gonzaga's had eight and went five out of three. Um, Gonzaga's more talented and just more better. So I definitely got Gonzaga winning. Just, uh, I got them going deep in the, play, in the uh, tournament. And then number eight seed Boise State plays number nine seed Memphis. And I got ninth seed Memphis winning this game. Um, again, I really got them winning this game. Memphis winning this game just because. And, and, oh yeah, and this and this region's in is in Oregon. Um, again, their strength for record. I mean, they're three and one in top twenty five games. Um, you might consider and say, well, Boy State got the better record, but I think Memphis gonna pull this game out. And this is a little bit of an upset. I ain't pulling an upset on this one because they are the lower seed. But I definitely got Memphis winning this game just off. I mean, they're averaging more points than them. I mean, yeah, they do allow as many points per game as Boise State averages. And, and Boise State does allow less points per game. But I think Memphis defense is going to cut down at the end and get a big win. Then then it's the fifth seed, UConn, versus 12th seed, Mexico State. Now, this one... I was iffy. I honestly, I honestly thought New Mexico State could do something with this, but it ain't gonna be close. Um, again, if you look at it on here, New Mexico State's twenty six and six compared to UConn's twenty three and nine. But UConn plays tougher competition than Mexico State. I don't see no upset happening. I think UConn only wins this game by at least fifteen points. Then it's number four Arkansas versus number four seed Arkansas versus number thirteen seed. Vermont. Um, I think this game is going to be more competitive than people get because Vermont actually has put a top 25 team. They lost. And Arkansas is 4-1 against top 25 teams. I do get Arkansas winning. Arkansas has played tough of competition, but points per game, they're right there with each other. And I think Arkansas's defense is going to not play as good as they need to play to keep the blowout game, but I do get Arkansas pulling away late and winning this game at least by 10. And then it's number six Alabama, number six seed Alabama, but going to host, going to play number eleven seed Notre Dame. Alabama's offense is crazy good, but I believe this game is going to be a whole lot better and closer. People giving it credit for it. Notre Dame just had that great game last night, and I think this game is going to come to the end. But I got Alabama skirting away at the end to to win this game. Um, but I really think it's going to be really competitive. 
But like I said, all these SEC teams is coming in. They've had way more competition than a lot of school games. SEC was very competitive this year. But like I said, I definitely got Alabama beat Notre Dame. Then it's number three seed, Texas Tech, versus number 14 seed, Montana State. This one, I got Texas Tech winning soundly. This Tech's a great team. I believe they're a Sweet 16 team. Easy. Oh, my God. Them in the Sweet 16, matter of fact. That tough team, I think Montana can hang with them. I think Montana keeps it close in the first half, but the second half, Texas Tech runs away with it and wins this game at least by 15. Then, it's number 7 seed Michigan State versus number 10 seed Davidson. This is my big upset pick. I got Davidson beat Michigan State. A lot of y'all are like, what is crazy? But I looked at it this way. They allow less points per game. And they score more than them per game. Yeah, competition may not be as tough because they are in the big team. But Davidson is a tournament school. This team can play in a tournament. They always seem to be in any or in contention for it. Um, So I got Davidson pulling upset within this game in the last seconds. I got it going to a defensive stand. As they, I got Actually, I have a prediction for this game. I got them winning 79 to 77. Then for the last game on the West Bracket, Duke versus CSU, Fulton. Fulton. Hang on one second, guys. I am sorry. Had to check something on my bracket. But yeah, like I said, I got Duke winning this game. I mean, they average 80 points a game there. They've not lost a game in the top 25 team, which, and again, ACC has not been as competitive as it normally has been. And they did lose the, they did lose the Virginia Tech Conference title. But I got to do Stanley winning this game. I mean, they might drop and beat them by 30. I ain't really much to say about this, but I got Duke definitely beating them. Then we go to the East region, as Baylor will play Norfolk State. And another, another one that I don't see Norfolk State hang, hanging in there even beginning of the game. I think Baylor gets, gets rid of it. And they beat them by 30 easy. And then this game, the 8th seed North Carolina versus 19th seed Marquette. This game is going to be a barn burner. Like, people don't realize that. But they allow around the same points per game. Marquette's actually played more top 25 games in them because, you know, the conversation playing is pretty good. Um, North Carolina, they rebound from the year they had last year. But I do got North Carolina State edging them out by three in this game. And advancing to the round of 32. And then, it's number 5 seed St. Mary's versus 12 seed Indiana. St. Mary's is one of them teams I got going deep in this round. I think Elite 8. I might be wrong. I think I got them in Elite 8. Matter of fact, I'll tell you. No, I got them in the Sweet 16. They're my team. They're my, like, my highest seed that to remain. In this. So, like, I got St. Mary's winning this game. Um, they allow less points per game, and they score in the same amount of points game as Indiana. And they're a really good team. And they really dominated in their conference this year for the most part. Indiana struggled. I mean, I'm not going by conference play, but I'm going by how I feel like the performance is going to go. And I think St. Mary's is going to handle Indiana and beat them by 10 by the end of the game. Then it's number four, UCLA versus number 13, C. Akron. 
Um, I think this game gonna be competitive at first. More people think it's gonna be, but UCLA is gonna run away with it. That's all I really got to say on that, cause I don't think Akron can hang with them. Then it's number six C Texas versus number eleven C Virginia Tech. Now this one could be very shaky. This one I could be wrong on this one. I got Texas winning because of how good their defense really is. Yes, they struggled in top twenty five games, going three and eight with Virginia Tech did too. They did win the ACC title this year. Um, both of them have exact conference record and score the same points per game, but the fact Texas allows under sixty points a game. I think the defense clamps up on Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech gets swallowed and ends up losing this game by 10. Then it's number 3C Purdue versus number 14C Gill. Um, This game, I do got Purdue winning this by 10, but I got Yale hanging in it at least in the first half. Then that second half, Purdue just handles it and runs away with it. And then you got number 7C Murray State versus 10C San Francisco. Now, this one was iffy for me. I really was on the San Francisco wagon. But I was like, you know what? Murray going to do what they got to do. And I think Murray handles them pretty good, at least by 15 points by the end of the game. Then, my team. But I don't do that. I'm just saying, everybody knows I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan. The number two seed Kentucky Wildcats play. The number 15 seed St. Peter's. And this ain't... Even a conversation for me because Kentucky outscores them by 13 points per game. Easy. I mean, they do a lot more, but they've been playing tough for competition. Competition. Um, and I just got Kentucky handing them family. This ain't no bandwagon. This ain't no because I like them. This ain't none of that. It's a simple fact that I think Kentucky going to whoop them. Like, Kentucky's a good team, and I don't see it being close. And then we're going to the South Region with number one Arizona playing number 16 Wright State. I know Wright State had a good game in the first four rounds, but it's over. Arizona's too dominant and too good, and that game is not going to last. And, and they're going to be out to play. They're going to be out around 64, Arkansas by 30. Then it's number eight C Hall versus number nine C TCU. Now, this game is going to be extremely competitive. It's going to go down to the end. But I think it comes up to a great shot by Stanton Hall. As I got Stanton Hall winning this game, 71-69. That's my prediction on the score. Then there's number 5C, Houston, versus number 12C, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Birmingham's offense is very good. But Houston has a great defense. I don't think UAB's offense can handle this defense. And I don't see it being close. I think Houston swallows them by 20 by the end of the game, and Houston advances. Then it's number four seed Illinois versus number thirteen seed Chattanooga. Now this one could be a shocker. I'm not. I don't. I I got Illinois winning, but Chattanooga could definitely hang with them. I got Illinois beating them by ten by the end of the game, but I think this could be a really close game. But I got Illinois advancing. The number six seed Colorado State versus number eleven seed Michigan. Colorado State's had a great year. They're 25 and 5. Michigan's a little 17 and 14. But they haven't played nobody in the top 25. So, a lot of people probably have been picking Michigan. But I've got Colorado State winning this game because they are a high seed. And, you know, they're 6 seed compared to 11 seed Michigan. I got this game going right to the end. And Colorado State having a big defensive play to win this game.
Then it's number three seed Tennessee versus number fourteen seed Longwood. Um, Longwood could be competition, but I do got Tennessee. Cause Tennessee's been a great team. She won of the best records in top twenty-five in the SEC this year. Beat big teams this year, and I got Tennessee beat Longwood by at least fifteen by the end of the game. But I think Longwood can hang with them to the end. Then it's number seven seed Ohio State versus number ten seed Lola Chicago. Now, this game could be upset. Lower Chicago could win this game. I got this game going down to the end. You can't sleep on a team like Lower Chicago. You can't never sleep on them when they're in the tournament because they're real good and they're real competitive. But I do got Ohio State aging out this game by four by the end of the game to advance. Then it's number two C Villanova versus number 15 C Delaware. Poor Delaware, they're coming in. Villanova's playing. 13 top 25 games. They have a better defense. Their offense is pretty even, but I got Villanova winning this game by at least 20. Then we go to the Midwest region. It's number one, Kansas. We'll play number 16 seed, Texas Southern. Um, Texas Southern offense ain't strong enough to play with Kansas. Kansas team is almost averaging 80, and Texas Southern is not going to slow that down. Kansas probably win this game by 25. Then it's number eight C San Diego State versus number nine C Creighton. San Diego State has a great defense. I mean outstanding. Allowing under 60 points a game. And Creighton only averages 69 points a game. But then again, Creighton's I feel like Creighton's had more reported games than they have. I feel like they're more experienced in the situation. And I feel like Creighton's gonna pull off the upset and have the ninth seed advantage to the round of 32. Then it's number five seed first number five seed Iowa versus number twelve seed Richmond. I think Richmond hangs in there with them for the, for a while, but Iowa averages way too many points per game, and I think Iowa beats them by fifteen by the end of the game. But I do got Richmond hanging in the first thirty minutes. Then it's number four seed Providence versus number thirteen seed South Dakota State. Um, this game is gonna be close. This game is gonna come down to the end. I got Providence prevailing by four to advance to the round of 32. Then it's number six seed LSU versus number 11 seed Iowa State. Now, both of these schools' teams have a good defense. They allow for decent defense. They allow six three points a game. But I got LSU's offense just overpower, being better, and ended up winning this game around, around seven points. I got LSU advancing by probably seven. Then number three, Wisconsin versus number 14, C. Colgate. I got Colgate actually hanging in this game. I got them being close to the end, but I got them losing by 10 to Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin winning. Then it's number seven, C. USC versus number 10, C. Miami. Now, I'm probably going to get some backlash on this one. I got Miami winning. Now, people are like, why do you got... Why would you do that? Why do you got them winning? I got them as upset. I think this one again. Everybody's like USC, USC, USC. But I think Miami's got the ability to beat this team. I think they can score with them. I think they can handle them. I think they can get that win. So I definitely got Miami winning. Then it's number two seed Auburn versus number fifteen seed Jacksonville State. Um, Jacksonville State's probably gonna hang in there the first half, but Auburn's gonna open run away with it and win this game at least by twenty.
One second, guys. If I didn't announce a bracket, that was in Midwest bracket. Um, and that's my picks for round of 16. And we'll see how everything goes on that. And then, oh yeah. And tomorrow's podcast, the round of 64 men's games do start tomorrow. So I will talk about them games, who won, and I will reflect on what my record's looking like so far. Like I said, I will do each round individually record, and I'll add them together at the end. Um, and then we'll talk about the last two games of the women's final four in, and then every day the games that's played, I will talk about that morning. So I will be in podcast dropping regularly right now because March Madness has started, and we'll hope it goes good. And then. Announcement that happened last night. Freddie Freeman has signed a six-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $162 million. And I got beef with this because I am a Braves fan. The Braves are so unloyal to Freddie Freeman. All Freddie wanted was a lengthy contract in his career as a Braves. We let him go. Yes, you did get me out. Oh, it's a great first baseman. But I'm really upset because Freddie had been there forever and helped bring him a championship. But I just want everybody to know that. I hope Freddie Freeman has a great career in LA, and I hope he wins another World Series. Honestly, I don't want him to beat us for it. I like to beat us to advance, but I want him to win another one. But um, yeah, that was crazy when that happened. And oh, and other news is the Tennessee Titans have released Julio Jones. Seen that coming because he did not perform like everybody thought he would. Um. Y'all know Sean Watson is seeking trades, and Houston is letting him go because he's been cleared of all his charges. So we'll see where that goes and where that lands him. Yeah, we'll stay on top of that. And as I already told y'all, there's club race in Atlanta this weekend, so my podcast this weekend probably going to be pretty packed. Probably going to be pretty busy. But, um, that does it for the show, guys. Yeah, we, like I said... Thank y'all for tuning in and joining me on the show today, talking about the two women's games that was played last night and all the four first four in for the guys and my predictions on it. And like I said, and tomorrow I'll do my predict out and tomorrow I will do my predictions on the round of the four for the women's. And we'll talk about the last two four the last first four in game last two first four in games. And we'll keep on grinding and keep going. I appreciate all y'all. Appreciate the love and support. Let's go ahead and hit prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you for another successful podcast. Thank you for another great day. Thank you for the ability to live life and live through you, Lord. I pray we continue to live our life through you. And you continue to show us how we need to live our life through you, Lord. And we thank you for everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. I appreciate y'all tuning into the show. Remember, it's all gas, no breaks. All 2022. And we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. We out.